from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is the retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not saying you've got to work with a fiduciary, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. On today's podcast, I want to bring to you a most recent radio show that we did on a Saturday morning right around the time that the market was just taking a a really big hit. Uh, The market is down. It's the middle of 2022, and the market is down You know, between 20 and 30%, depending on what index you're tracking. And here's where we are overall. We have a lot of opportunities in the market right now that unfortunately people are just afraid to take. And so what I bring to you is this Monty Hall problem. And I want to talk to you about the mathematics behind sometimes changing your mind, why it's a good idea. Changing your mind is not always a bad idea. As a matter of fact, mathematically, it's proven inside of the Monty Hall problem to be a wise decision. So changing your mind doesn't mean you are wrong. It means you are now able to take the information at hand and make a better decision. We're doing that a lot of times with people who walk into our office. Changing your mind is not a bad thing. It's oftentimes the wise decision. And so we talk to you about this Monty Hall problem, and then we go into the mathematics of the Monty Hall problem and even talk about some specifics on how you can start to look for opportunities to rebound as the market rebounds as a whole. So without further ado, we'll get right to the podcast, and we do hope that this information that we provide is educational to you while also entertaining. Thank you for spending your time with us on the Retirement Matters Podcast. Happy Saturday to you. I hope you're doing well and that you're ready to start discussing all things Retirement Matters. All right, this weekend, I have a brain teaser for you, and I want you to just listen and tell me what your thoughts would be and why you would do what you would do or if you would do anything at all. All right, so I'm going to paint this picture for you, and we're going to go straight into how it applies to investing in just a little bit. Let's jump right in. You have made your way, I want you to imagine, you have made your way to the final round of a game show, and at that final round of a game show, you are posed with three doors in front of you. You have a chance to win a automobile, a brand new car. Let's call it the car of your dreams is behind one of the three doors. Behind the other two doors is a goat. You've got two goats behind two of the doors. You've got an automobile behind one of the doors. And as you can imagine, if you pick the one with the automobile, you win the automobile. You go ahead and choose one of the doors. And once you have made your selection, the game show host, knowing exactly what door the car is behind, decides to give you a choice of changing your mind. And before he does, he has one of the doors opened that has a goat. In other words, now you're faced with two different doors. One has a goat. One has a car. When you are given the option to change, do you? Should you? And if you do, why? If you don't, why? 
That's the question we're going to go off of today, and we're going to talk about how that can apply to you in investing, especially in the market we're in right now. What you've just heard is called the Monty Hall problem. You may have heard of it in the past. And today, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it as soon as I get done doing this little bit of housekeeping that I have to do before we jump into the content of the show. So let's get this out of the way. First of all, I've got to tell you about the July 30th event, BETR, Bacon, Eggs, Toast, and Retirement. We call it our better event where we help you retire better. If you have not registered for this and you are close to retirement or you have money in the market that you are tired of seeing go backward, we need to talk with you. 270-600-PLAN is how you can register for this event. 270-600-7526. It costs you nothing. We will bring you breakfast. We'll cater breakfast to you that morning. And we'll talk a little bit on the back end of breakfast about how you can retire better. If you're not registered for this event, you're going to want to be. We've had several of these in the past. The most recent one we just had had a very good turnout here at our office right across the street from the big dog. That's where we're having this one, in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you're not familiar with that, you need to register yourself today if you are close to retirement. Now, if you're young, if you're 30, 40 years old, you're just starting out, this probably isn't made for you. If you have money that you are looking to invest or you have CD money that is currently coming up for uh, renewal, you've got safe money that you want to try and invest, or you have money in the retirement account that you're about to start pulling from in the next little bit, we need to talk to you about how you can save your money and invest your money without worrying about the stock market taking your principle. That's what this entire event is made for. BETR, Bacon, Eggs, Toast, and Retirement. And one more bit of information I need to give to you is our podcast information. No matter what source you use for podcasting, if it's Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify, any of those types of places that you can go that is a podcast platform, you should be able to find our podcast called the Retirement Matters Podcast where we sometimes have guests, sometimes it's just a re-airing of the most recent radio show. We have some sort of information on there every single week for you to listen to about planning a little bit better for retirement or even just living happier in retirement. I think you would like that. And if you're interested at all, look up the Retirement Matters podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Like our show, subscribe to our show, and leave an honest review. We would greatly appreciate that. All right, so let's get started on this Monty Hall problem. This Monty Hall problem is one that has confounded a lot of mathematicians, a lot of statisticians, a lot of scientists have even studied this particular problem. And it comes to us from the game show host, Monty Hall, who was the famous host of Let's Make a Deal. Now, the thing is, this dilemma is also in Every just about every type of game show that has those three doors to pick from, right? We've all seen them. Uh, another one that this reminds me of whenever you actually start to study the Monty Hall problem is this, uh, uh, what is it, deal or no deal? Do you remember that one? Deal or no deal with the, the gentleman who had a bald head and he would call the bank and the bank would make a selection and you had you know 27 boxes to choose from and depending on which one you chose, the banker would decide what his or her uh, offer was for your case. Do you remember those games? Those games are, are all built around this idea of the Monty Hall problem. 
So what is the Monty Hall problem? The Monty Hall problem, as I just described to you, and I'll say it one more time, a little bit more summarized this time, is where you have three choices to choose from, and after making your choice, someone presents with you one of the wrong choices and then asks you to, to change your mind. Do you want to change your mind? So you had three doors, and at that point in time, the math behind it tells us that there is a one in three chance that you will pick the right door. You understand what I'm saying? There's essentially a one in three chance that you will pick the car behind the door as opposed to the goat behind the other two. Are you understanding so far? You're following me there? One in three chance. But what happens whenever the host shows us one of the wrong doors? Knowing where the car actually was, Monty Hall was famous for this in Let's Make a Deal, where he would open up one of the other doors and show you the goat. And then he would present you with the dilemma of, do you want to change? Well, the thing is, it's always a good idea to change. It's always a good idea, at least mathematically speaking, it's always a good idea. And you think, why, Dale? Why would it always be a good idea? Well, essentially what he has done is he has made the odds in your favor by changing. Why? Because he has taken one of the doors away which now presents you with a two in three chance of winning if you choose the other door, as opposed to keeping your door that you chose originally. If you choose the the door at the beginning, that's a one in three chance of winning with that door. But if you choose the second door that he gives you a choice to change to, it's a two in three chance of winning. And I know that that's hard to wrap your mind around, But if you put it on paper and actually map it out, you see that 9 out of 12 times, you are going to be better off changing to the door that he has basically presented to you as opposed to taking the door that you chose at the beginning. Let's do it a different way. Let's think about a deck of cards. Same problem, deck of cards. 1 in 52 chance of picking the Ace of Clubs. If from a random deck of cards you were told to choose the Ace of Clubs and you chose your first card, you would have a 1 in 52 chance. You follow me? All right. Now let's assume that I take the other 50 cards and I flip them over. Every card that is not the Ace of Clubs and you're left with two cards that are face down. Every card except the Ace of Clubs and the card that I chose is flipped. Now, what does that look like? Would it be better for you to change and to pick the card that is still left in the deck or to hold on to yours? Are you thinking that you were so lucky at the beginning that you actually chose the Ace of Clubs from the beginning? And there are some people who say, yes, of course, I'm just as lucky. But the math behind it says you would be better off choosing the card that I left flipped over. Why? The math behind it says the card that's still flipped over has a 51 out of 52 chance of being the Ace of Clubs, while my card that I'm holding, or that you chose, let's say, is still a 1 in 52 chance. So which would you take? The 1 in 52 chance that you chose at the beginning, or the 51 out of 52 chance that is still laying face down? That's the dilemma. And this is not something that is, you know, opinionated. This is mathematically proven. If you talk about opinions, then the answer could be it depends. Because the reality is, my opinion is not quite in line with the math behind it. 
I feel like you had just as good of a chance to choose the one in three doors. Now, the one in 52 makes that a little bit more exaggerated, but the one in three doors, in my opinion, you would be just as good to keep the door that you chose at the beginning. But the math behind it says you are not. And that is called the Monty Hall dilemma or the Monty Hall problem. It's impressive whenever you think about it. Now, you may be thinking, Dale, why are we talking about this on an investment show? And I want to talk to you in real terms. If you can understand that, if you can understand the idea behind, I don't say you have to agree with, but if you can understand the idea behind the math of the Monty Hall problem, I want to bring that to the real world. And I want to talk to you about what's going on in the market right now. In the market right now, we have seen a catastrophic sell-off for a lot of people. A lot of people have seen their wealth diminished by as much as 30 or 40%. And unfortunately, the talking heads on the radio and everybody that you hear on TV says, just stay the course. Don't change anything. If your portfolio has been down, just keep riding your portfolio. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes changing your mind is not only a smart idea, it's the only way to win the game. And that's why we are here. We help you know when to change your mind and what to change your mind to. It's not always as easy as just staying the course. What got you here may not get you there. And that's why it's important to analyze everything that has taken place in the stock market in the last six months. The market is entirely different now than it was six months ago. And I think what we're seeing is we've actually presented ourselves with the Monty Hall problem. We have now been exposed and we know what the wrong choices were. Sometimes changing your mind makes the odds more in your favor. Being in the stock market is not about looking for certainty. It's about having more probability on your side than against you. See, you've chosen these investments, whatever time ago it was, two years ago, a year ago, or 10 years ago. You chose these investments and they've gotten you to where you are. And now that you have more information to analyze, now that one of the other doors are open, you can make a better decision. And sometimes changing your mind and getting out of what you were just in is the only way to survive the game. In the case of this stock market, what has just presented itself can definitely be paralleled to the Monty Hall problem. And now you have to decide, do you change your mind? Or do you just stay with the door, aka the investments that you had chosen, and hope they were the right ones? Today I want to tell you, it's most likely that by changing a few things inside of your portfolio, by changing your mind, by choosing the other door that is there... You hold the power of making your probability of success that much higher. Does that mean that you should change everything? Does that mean you should sell everything? Of course not. But it means that there are some of these investment options that we have made in the past. No doubt, in the past year and a half, we've made investment options that now have presented us an opportunity to change based off of better information. They have presented a switching opportunity. And it may be a wise decision to go ahead and change from the door that you selected to the new door or the more probable door of winning. That is what's going on in the market right now. We have stocks that have been sold off at 30 and 40 percent that have drug certain types of mutual funds down by 15 or 20 percent. 
And what we're able to do is to look into those mutual funds and see what stocks are making up those mutual funds. The idea is to hold those mutual funds. They will rebound, right? Oh, they're going to rebound. No big deal. They're going to rebound. And that is good advice. That's not bad advice. But a lot of times, the advisor who says just do nothing is the advisor who may be a tad bit lazy. <laughs> or, or perhaps they can't buy you individual stocks. I think it's wise for you to consider looking at individual companies right now. Mutual funds are great. They're great investments. ETFs are great investments. We subscribe to this idea of the haystack mentality. Instead of looking for the needle, just buy the entire haystack. But here's what I'm telling you. Right now, in the haystack, there are a lot of needles for you to pick. There are a lot of really shiny, bright needles for you to pick. And the entire haystack has just been cut in half. It's going to be a lot easier to find the needles. That's what I'm getting at. Right now, there has been a Monty Hall dilemma take place in the market where you are now looking at doors that have been exposed that are the goats. And it might be a wise decision to go ahead and switch because what we had chosen in the past may not actually be what we need going forward in the future. So where am I getting right now? Okay, this is what I'm talking to you about. In one word, I'm talking to you about something called rebalancing. And I'm talking about rebalancing in a, in a way of actually seeing better growth on the back end of this than just buying and holding. Buying and holding makes sense. But whenever you're buying and holding something that is not set to rebound as quickly as something else that is set to rebound quicker, then why wouldn't you buy and then switch? That is a possibility. And a lot of times this happens for clients that come to us who have 401ks. They're sitting in their 401k and maybe they've been in a retirement date fund. If that's you and you've been in a 2030 or a 2035 or even a 2025 retirement date fund, there's a good chance that you have opportunity right now to take advantage of the rebound that will come in the market in the future. How do you do that? Let's talk specifics. If you have a 2025 fund and your goal is to grow your money, if your goal is to grow your money and not to begin taking income in the next two to three years, because I'm telling you, I don't have a clue what's going to happen in the next two years. But if your goal is to have this money for four, five, six years still working for you and you have a target date fund, I want you to look at this idea. You can take those 2025, 2030 target date funds that are in your 401k right now, and you can do something called a transfer over to the S&P 500, let's say, where you're taking funds that have only lost 5 to 10%, and you are buying things that have lost 20 to 30%. That is an opportunity you need to be looking at. If you have a target date fund that hasn't taken as big of a hit, transferring that to something that did take a pretty big hit may give you better rebound when it actually happens. Again, this is five-year money. I'm talking about money that's going to be there for four or five years. I'm not talking about money that you need in the next couple of years. That type of money, we've talked about this a hundred times, needs to be pretty secure. We can help you do that. 270-600-PLAN is how you get in touch with us to help you make that happen.
Another thing I want you to consider is this idea of a self-directed fund or an IRA. Being able to take your money from a 401k to an IRA gives you a little bit more individualized attention inside of those investments. And if you have something like this, you can take the mutual fund, dive into the mutual fund, and see what stocks are good inside of that mutual fund, and buy the individual stocks as opposed to holding the mutual fund. By doing this, you could decrease your fees and you're increasing your potential rate of return when the market as a whole begins to rebound. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RD Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. RD Smothers is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by RD Smothers Wealth Management.